0: No? good well that video was certainly awesome and it cut our podcast down to 57 minutes now
1: that's right we can get there <laughs> at 57 minutes <laughs> right. welcome to podcast number 12 it's like a whole year almost that I we've know. been at this it's crazy it's uh,
0: and <laughs> it's been a bit of a blur I feel like I need to go back and kind of check out some of the highlights from the last 11
2: yeah
1: Maybe we'll have some of those for our next anniversary show.
0: Yes. Yeah, or October.
1: It's been
0: October's fun the month. to be a part of it, right? Just have yeah. a, a week with us being the co-host. Yeah.
1: It's nice to be kind of able to go through and see just all of the amazing success we've had and just be able to highlight it all and bring everybody together. And it's been great.
0: Looking forward to 2023, 2024, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So this week is going to be all about Pro League. We have Pro League Season 3 starting up with 5PU. Dream Crushers, Carnage, Tracy and I's teams taking everything on again and hopefully coming out on top. But
0: <laughs> uh, Honestly, I was a little bit grateful because I was away last weekend. I was attending a festival in uh, northern Quebec this past weekend, and that was supposed to be when Carnage was playing one of their um, uh, originally one of their first matches and, um, schedule changed. So that was kind of nice because I haven't really felt like I've bowled uh, too much of, I'm not playing league this year. Um, taking a little bit of a step back, I think this year. Um, so slowly just kind of, um, getting after it. So I need to get on the lanes and throw some balls for sure. Yeah. Has, has the carnage been practicing at all? Yeah, we're going to start practicing actually uh, next week uh, with new coach Jeff Wilson. So last weekend, they spent a little bit of time doing a pedal pub. So they were focused on Fun. drinks and having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, well, what about you guys? Yeah, you know,
1: we haven't really thrown any practice balls. It'll
0: come. It'll
1: come. <laughs> it'll come. We, yeah, uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of just... in just... That's just the dream crusher way. We bowl our league, we see each other enough. We're just kind of like, no, there's too much bowling at this point. Yeah, but, um, so comes. we, yeah, so we haven't practiced yet. We'll maybe, maybe try to get together soon, especially since our team doesn't play till the end of October. But, we'll we'll see if we can fit it in. Everybody's so busy yes. with everything they're doing. But, all right, we could probably bring in our first two guests straight from five pin universe to tell us all about the new changes with pro league this year some team
0: updates
1: um we can bring them on in
3: oh
1: how's it going guys
3: good first time on a professional podcast so this is gonna be interesting
0: <laughs> so nervous
4: i'm totally nervous dude. what do we it's what
0: exciting. do we do here you wow. look a little red Carrie. i'm not gonna lie that's my <laughs> natural complexion TV looks composed and professional but you are looking a little could be the heat lamp that you've got
4: yeah probably
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah totally and before we
4: go before we go too far i hope katie that you're ready for the wrath of your fellow dream crusher for not inviting him on the podcast for five universe and creating the whole schedule and doing all the work for the Pro League here, and you left them out of the dark. So, I want to start an early shot at the <laughs> team pressures. That there seems to be some tension that you didn't want to invite Tim Wiseman on the podcast today. And he's the one who made the whole schedule. So, pretty sure he's a little bit miffed. I think you'll be hearing from him shortly.
1: That would require him actually watching the podcast and know that yeah. he's not on it. It's right. Drop fine. it in the chat then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not concerned. He'll start on the bench. It's all good. <laughs> okay. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: so pro league season three, you guys are ready.
3: So ready. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously we've had some changes to, uh, some of the teams we had, uh, unfortunate mad hatters. They have, uh, Disbanded, the Bandits disbanded, the Plux disbanded, the T Bay um, Sleeping Giants disbanded. Um, but we brought in some good teams. We got the. So, oh, sorry. Go right oh, in. I was
1: going to say, so there was lots of change that happened kind of in the offseason teams that weren't coming back. Was it hard to fill the league for this year? Was there lots of response across the country?
3: Um. There's always lots of interest to join the league. I'm sure Daryl can attest as commissioner last year, he was probably hit hard with the amount of people that wanted to enter the league, but when it comes to the actual of putting a team together and getting all that stuff together, um, it took a little bit of time to get the teams to commit to come in, but there's always lots of interest. There's still people hitting us up that want to get into the league, and that's uh, until you actually say, okay, you're in the league, that's when they decide, oh, I really need to get my ducks in a row and put a team together.
0: Well, what's yeah. the considerations like when you you're looking at like the new new teams what what are some of the considerations you guys are making?
4: yeah, honestly like the, the, the like Carrie said there's tons of interest, but when it comes down to it, you look at a little bit of geographic region and because we knew some teams were interested throughout the year, those were ones that we sort of targeted in the off season along with their their interest as well and working alongside them so you know, we'll get to it, but the, the new teams we've already seen out there being Prince Edward Island. I mean, that's just awesome to have another team from the Maritimes that are in the league. Then uh, the, with the PEI and Pinsanity, you know, then you have another team uh, in the, through the uh, Caribou, Thunder, right, in that region there, Interior BC, that warranted another team of cool uh, interest. And then honestly, to Winnipeg, um, awarding them another franchise. They've, they've shown with the WCBT, with the event, the amount of people that they have coming to all the events, that they certainly could manage a third team in, uh, out of the Winnipeg area. So I think it all worked out for the better. Um, we do know of already a couple of teams potentially interested for next year. But for the biggest part, Tracy, it's geographic, and we want to have the biggest reach uh, as possible and make sure that the people are committed and they're going to be competitive, to be honest with you, right?
0: Yeah, and then based on that, like you know, obviously you've got teams coming your way, but where do you see like future geo gap considerations for you, like in in areas that are a little bit sparse?
3: Um, like Thunder Bay, yeah, losing Thunder Bay, I think, really hurts. That's such a diverse yeah. bowling community, um, and even Northern Ontario, we lost them too, right? So mm-hmm. getting them back into the league, I think, is going to be a big priority, that area. Um, there there was some stuff going on, not with the teams, but with the with the bowling communities in general. So they got a little bit of stuff going on. So we're hoping they can figure it out and they'll be back maybe next year if we're gonna do a relegation system or whatever that system may be to bring that, that geo area back in would be fantastic. But we're coast to coast, right? The, there's not too many spots we can't touch. Um, there's a little interest even from the Northwest Territories, but um, obviously, like Daryl said, we want want to keep the league competitive and professional. So um, we're just not going to add everybody. There's going to be some vetting process and and stuff like that. But most of the people that are interested obviously can play. But there's a reason they want to be a part of the league.
0: Yeah, and the win the win is is that even though we lost you lost teams, that the interest is so high that you're not going to see you know a decline in future years so it's more about the strategy building for the net for the future right for the for the output you know three five you know 10 years out. yeah
3: and even the existing teams there's been some movement and roster changes and stuff going on inside those teams too right so Mm -hmm. these teams are always um always adapting to make their team more competitive or better fit for what they got going on too as well so it's uh it's neat to see need to see what happened in the off season hopefully in future years we can have that <clears throat> not televised but that kind of live streamed as well on in the off season this person went here or they signed this person right it's kind of all behind the scenes at the moment um but now as it's becoming more and more public i think that's something that'd be kind of neat to watch as it comes to fruition right
0: Let's talk about the live streams a little bit. I know you've got a little bit of, you know, a thing that you want to run through. But on average, Carrie, like, what is the viewing, the viewership like um, every single week? Are you seeing it spike depending on the matches? Is there an expectation that you're hoping to see?
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So Um, because Five Pin Pin Universe runs two separate YouTube channels, one for each division. The main channel is running Cargill, or did in Season 2. We haven't decided if we're going to flip that for this season just to maybe Cargill will bring more jars to the other side. I don't see that being a thing. I just think people didn't realize that there's actually a full second channel. Mm -hmm. But um, we're getting 50 to 60, up to 100 live viewers on each channel, which is really solid that's kind of what the podcasts the main podcast kind of runs at is that 50 to 100 um but it's the post it's the people tuning in maybe they're watching something sunday morning or they check it in it's there are about a thousand viewers per week watching each of the episodes so yeah you know that's not such a drastic big number if it was on television but for a youtube channel for five pin bowling which is such a a niche sport right it's that's not bad viewership that's more than five pin has anywhere else right we are we are the five pin show there is no other show that can compete and uh i think it's going well it's growing
1: for sure so when we look at the teams bradson promotional group and johnny and your team there steven did all the logos again right db for all the new teams coming in
4: yeah you bet yeah, all the branding and marketing and uh, logos and the redesign. I mean, there was a bunch of rebrands as well, gonna... as well this year and did some stuff. So alongside with, games. you know, Carrie, let's be honest, Carrie, Mark and Steven do the bulk of it. And then Tim does the most of it with the scheduling. I'm yeah. just the guy behind. So
1: <laughs> some of our new logos we have this year, the Pin Sandy. So this is that team out of PEI. Yep. The Avalanche, this is the Winnipeg team.
4: Yeah, other St. James as well. Right. And that's our new
3: Panorama team, the team that pretty much replaced the Mad Hatters and the Bridge City Bandits. They kind of combined and made uh, one team out of Panorama Lanes and Medicine Hat, Trash Madness.
1: And then there's this one here, too.
3: And the Caribou Thunder out of Williams Lake, BC. My favorite so like, logo besides the Dream Crushers logo, just uh, so <laughs> right
1: like a fantastic job with all the logos again. I know there were some other teams that kind of changed their logos a little bit, tweaked them in the off season as well. But um, yeah. I think that just goes to creating the product as well, right? When you can have those logos and then you have the merchandise that goes along with the teams. Are we seeing merch coming out this year again?
3: Yeah, there's uh, there's some merch hitting some shops here soon, so we'll uh, we'll keep everybody uh invested in the surprise at the moment but um you will be seeing some of that stuff come out um just one thing we want to touch on like me and daryl we kind of uh thought up this idea back before season one and daryl stepped up with bpg to create all the branding and um we just want to make sure people know that all these all these logos everything that's developed through bpg is that's their product that's that's why all this merch comes out the jerseys everything that's why we want people to use bradson promotional group because they've donated their time to build out this so in order to recoup some of this this time and effort that uh daryl and the guys have put into it uh we'd really like you to invest in them and make sure you use them for your bowling products and everything and they, like it goes to show if people want to join the league be a part of it wear the jerseys it, they're doing it right so
1: so, Pro League starts up soon. I know it's that Tim, Tim has been doing a lot of work behind the scenes of scheduling. He sent it to Carrie a bunch of times. There's been multiple posts of, is this the final schedule? Here's the revision again and again. But we've kind of solidified a schedule now. It's looking Yes, good. correct.
3: Yeah, so, um, <laughs> if people don't know, it goes through so many revisions. I, I know I let people know the first season, how many revisions that went on. And I know Tim went through a lot more revisions last year, but, uh, the way we did it this year, hopefully it was a little bit easier on Tim. Tim's still going to cry about it. So don't let, don't <laughs> let him fool you. Uh, it was a lot of work. He wanted to take it on. It's not like we forced it upon him. He kept asking, can I do the schedule? Can I do the schedule? Sure. Tim, take it on. You, you <laughs> love doing that stuff. Um, crush yeah, it. he, he, did an amazing job. I think Cargill was on like revision 3.2 and I think shorts is on 3.1 or something like that. So they are finalized at this point in time. So
1: amazing. And week one coming up. Week you want one. to kind of run us through that?
3: Yeah, for sure. Daryl, you want to do Cargill?
4: Yeah. over on the Cargill. You've got the misfits. And of course, misfits have um, Maddie Jenkins on the team. No, normally I don't. Nope. Misfits have a couple of new players there. Don't they? Matt Schultz has joined the Misfits. Yeah, Matt Schultz is back in the... Sorry, Matty, I know you're on the next-gen that's on the other side. The Eclipse there with a rebrand. Then uh, Misfits and the Pinslayers play each other, and then the Pinslayers back up against the Eclipse. So, opportunity for, you know, both of those... all three of those teams to get two quick wins if they can and have a nice little start to the season for sure.
3: Yeah, and then we have... uh... Sean Schwartz and the Home Building Center coming back and sponsoring another division this year, um, a huge sponsor for the five PL. Um, but you got the Quebec Lumberjacks playing Next Gen, like uh, Daryl just said. Next Gen has uh, Maddie Jenkins and uh, Jeremy Harrison. Chuck uh, Katie's brother has joined the Next Gen to help fill out their team since Ryland has moved. Uh, the Minto Maniacs playing the new team, Caribou Thunder. The Quebec Lumberjacks against Minto Maniacs. And the Rock and rollers playing Quebec. So Quebec actually has three matches in the first week. So they're going to try and pile on some wins early this season since we gave them such a rough time last season.
1: Amazing. Yeah, my brother. I was hoping we'd be in the same division. And then I was hoping to make sure that we were matched up against each other so I could establish some dominance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's some good uh, matches. We,
2: got
1: uh, mm-hmm. that's the yeah. thing with this league is like, there's really no week that has not good matches. Like the caliber of teams right across the board, every match is important and every match is like, you don't know what's going to happen in it.
3: Yeah. And for people that don't know, um, on Facebook, there's a new Facebook page, the 5PL fan page, I think it is. And that's where we'll be posting all the, we've been posting the logos, the new lo- rebrands, the new team logos, and we'll be posting schedules in advance so people will know when on this day these teams are going to play. Last year, it was kind of you waited two days before the match and all of a sudden it, the live stream came out and people were like, oh, okay, this is who is playing. But we'll try and let the public know who's going to be on and if people need to schedule maybe their Sunday brunches around us, maybe. We'll see. Fair.
1: So in wrapping up last season... MVP players?
3: Yeah. So uh, the way the MVP works is it's voted on by the league, by the players and the managers. You can't vote for your own teammates, but uh, we had Connie Ward getting 57.8% of the vote. She averaged 292, just over 292 for the season and won seven of her matches playing 90 frames. Um, she had an amazing season on the Motor City Mayhem. Um, I know they didn't have the the playoffs they wanted as a team, but uh, she definitely helped them get to the playoff spot that they were in.
1: Yeah,
3: that was an incredible season. Heidi Mapstone was very, very close off the Bombers. Um, like you said, it's a, it's a player vote. It's not, we didn't pick and choose. So... Um, Heidi had an amazing playoffs. Maybe this season we'll have a playoff MVP because she was definitely the MVP of playoffs for the, for the Bombers. She was unreal.
1: Yeah. There was a couple matches that she came out and just threw strikes, like yeah. a bunch of them in a row.
3: And then this one, the male MVP, Bradley, ran away with it. He only got 59% of the vote, and I, I couldn't tell you why, but averaging 292, winning 10 matches out of his 11 possible. Playing only 105 frames, like he uh, he dominated the male division for sure. That's
1: awesome. So, what do the MVPs win? In, like when
3: they 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 get a 250 cash prize that we'll be sending to them. Amazing. Same and as season there... one that Tracy, the season one MVP, got.
1: <laughs> season one, and then are there going to be MVP looking forward to this season as well?
3: There will be. We are currently maybe looking for some sponsorship for the MVP if somebody wants to step up and sponsor that. But uh, we will build it into um, our prize funding and stuff like that and make the changes as we get advertisers stepping up and coming, building out commercials for us. So we'll make sure the MVPs always get something.
1: Amazing. Hmm. Well, is there anything else you wanna share with us about season three?
3: No, I think we've taken up probably enough of your show. I know you allotted us a certain amount of time, and we've already gone over. We stick
1: to a schedule on this one. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah. Everything's sharp on this one. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
1: thank you guys for taking time to come on and kind of give us the rundown of what some of the changes have been and the the behind-the-scenes stuff over the summer, and thank you for all the work you've put in, both of you and Tim, I know, not here, but also tim thank you for the work you guys put into just making this happen it's not an easy feat and there's lots of behind the scenes that goes on but it's
3: very i know you like to keep this keep this podcast type of like let's not give tim too much credit he still runs a bunch of associations he gets his tires pumped all the time so being left out once in a while is
1: all right <laughs> for him yeah uh, just come on and make fun of me anyway
4: it's certainly nice having Carrie on board with Bradson for him to be able to do in this on a lot more regular basis. Being able to do this on a side gig is uh, is a lot of work and a lot of challenging. So for him to be able to be here and focusing his a lot of his time on the output and the you know what the media things look like, the stats that are going to look like, we just want to continue to get better each year. So hopefully everybody appreciates the effort going into it and a little bit more focus and energy towards it on Carrie's behalf. So. Well yeah, hopefully, Very hopefully,
3: the, hopefully the engagement has been better with the new fan page and stuff like that, keeping people invested in what's going on. Hopefully I haven't filled their Facebook pages too much with bowling crap, but that's usually my job anyway. Well, so
0: I, I think it's like knowledge is power though. So like the fact that you guys are investing the resources, the time, the commitment um, on the scheduling for You know even viewers who are maybe not even bowlers who are playing but family members friends you know the more you know the more upfront people can plan and then i think it just helps the reward the reward is right there right because you're reaping the rewards because of all of the planning the commitment and the investment so kudos on you i mean i just think it it continues to help leverage um the sport and uh the efforts are certainly appreciated
3: I like doing it.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. And we will talk to you soon. Good luck in the season.
4: Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Bombers.
1: (laughs) All right. Lots of information there, but I think it's going to be a good season moving forward. Yeah, I agree. All right. We are going to head on a little bit of a journey across the country now with some of our new faces to the podcast or to the Five Pin Universe Pro League. Um, It wouldn't be our ladies podcast if we weren't highlighting some of those incredible women who are joining us on their teams. And we'll kind of get a chance to talk a little bit to them um, before we bring in our first little panel of guests. Kind of introduce them a little bit here do you want to talk quickly about some of these ladies
0: tracy i don't actually have too much information on these on these ladies uh, like on my piece of paper so i may need you to oh, help me out a little can, bit i Sorry added about a little that. late today
1: that's okay yeah. so first we have veronica she is joining the pinslay or the uh, pei pin sanity team um so she is a player out of pei she's on the executive board out there She was open singles her first year of eligibility. She holds a record for one of the highest games bowled in one of the PEI centers out there. Uh, We also have Lisa McAlpine, who was bowling in the Bowl Canada singles, been the only female to play out there. She placed fifth in 2018, made the ladies all-star team for BC Interior Championships in 2018, and placed first in the 2000 Northern BC Winter Games for YBC. We also have straight here from Edmonton, this Madison Jenkins, she is just out of YBC. She had a 2018 National Silver Medal at Girls Trios, 2022 Bronze Medal with, the, or with Youth Challenge, and this last year she had a Gold Medal on the Senior Girls Team for YBC, and an Open Ladies Gold, so a youth and an adult tournament win in the same year. But we can bring in these players and get talking to them.
2: hello ladies hi how's it going hello. going
1: thanks great. so much for joining <laughs> us today <laughs> how are you guys feeling about the new season coming up
2: joining pro league pretty excited i think for myself i'm ready to go yeah what about you victor
1: or veronica
5: I get Victoria all the time. Sorry. <laughs> that's Just okay. all over the place. <laughs> um, I'm super excited. I feel like this is going to be a good opportunity for PEI to have a little bit more competition. So we're all super excited to get started.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Maddie, how about you? I'm super excited. Yeah. So, Maddie, you're joining the next gen team. Yeah. And then. Lisa McAlpine, you are joining uh, the new form team out of Williams Lake, B.C., correct? The Caribbean yes. Thunder? Yeah, Caribbean Thunder. Amazing. So before you guys joined the league, was there a team on the pro league circuit that you were cheering for?
2: For us? Um, I didn't really pay attention because I'm, if I'm not working, I'm in the bowling alley with YBC because I'm also the youth coordinator for the program so and if I'm not there I'm at home working at my bead desk for orders so I'm extremely busy pretty busy
1: yeah
2: yeah but um hopefully I'll be able to watch a little bit more this year and pay more attention
1: (laughs) Veronica
2: um I'd have to say I'm a rock and
5: rollers fan maybe just because they're closest to me but I always had a soft spot for them yeah exactly (laughs)
1: You've been in Maritimes Madison I already know your answer it's obviously the dream Catchers.
6: Uh, I don't know there's a lot of teams to pick from out here so uh-huh. I don't know I can't pick a favorite <laughs> oh, interesting
1: <laughs> Fair so we are gonna bring in we have like just a little wheel of questions and that will give us an opportunity to just kind of get to know what uh, you are thinking so i'm going to spin the wheel and we will just kind of go wow there's sound to this one i got a new wheel this week guys let's talk balls favorite kind of balls to use do you guys have like a set that you typically gravitate towards does it depend on the house you're playing in
5: i've used the same set since i started bowling so (laughs)
1: have you What
5: are they? (laughs) Yeah, they're just paramount, marbleized, pretty basic. But I haven't experimented too much with balls.
1: (laughs) No. Maddie?
2: I use a Cobra and a Paramount. Hmm. Lisa? I've kind of rotated my balls quite a bit. Uh, Back to using a Cobra again. Looking to order a pair of Paramounts. So hopefully those work. I tried soft rolls not for me so (laughs) fair that's fair do
1: you guys use like the same like a set and when you're playing with one you like stick with that same one like both your balls on the line are the same
2: yeah usually I just throw both cobras up yeah and if I don't if they don't work then I switch to house balls (laughs) fair fair
1: my bowling bag has like one-offs like I have four different balls in there right now and none of them are the same so like sometimes I have a heavy one and a light one on the lane sometimes like they're always different there's no rhyme or reason to it at all but (laughs) all right I'm gonna bring this back in here let's see So this one will kind of go a little bit with your like if you've played any nationals or if you have favorite centers where you live. But um, is there any centers across Canada or in your hometown where you're like, this is my jam. I like this center. It's I play well there or you just there's things about it that you love. Maddie, do you have one?
6: Um, I would say Golden Mile in Regina, just because that's where I got my first gold medal.
1: Yeah. That one's a good one. That's a big center, too, isn't it? Like, it has lots of lanes.
5: Um, I feel like it has, like, 16. Hmm.
2: Lisa, do
1: you have any that you love playing at?
2: Um, I like playing in Chase and Capri and Kelowna, and I did like Brecken Lanes on the islands. Yeah. They were on the of really nice lanes. Mm-hmm.
1: I never had a chance to play there. But... Veronica?
5: Um, it's hard to say. I feel like I have positives and negatives at every set of lanes I've been to so far, but um, I was just at IP Nationals in Thunder Bay, and I didn't mind Mario's Bowl once I figured out how to, like, adapt to the lanes. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it depends on the day, too honestly
1: I, yeah yeah <laughs> sometimes like you adapt to the lanes i remember when i went and played in uh newfoundland at what's the like big house in newfoundland i can't remember uh but the first day i went there and my ball that usually goes fairly straight was like c hooking and then i'm like okay i figured out how to play this at practice and then the next day we went and it wasn't doing it anymore and i'm like that's great plaza that's the one thanks uh yeah, it's just, it depends on the day. Everything's just crapshoot sometimes, but let's see what else we got here. <laughs> Spin, oh, I'm pressing the wrong button. Favorite player to be on a team with? Could be someone on your new pro league teams. Could be someone you played like a tournament
2: team with. Just your league teams. For myself, I actually like enjoy bowling with Stu Ryan. It's pretty um, top notch. So he brings out so the uh, competitive. <laughs> brings out the competitiveness. I uh, brought him in last uh, season um, for our um, commercial league and challenged he's like loser buys dinner so I'm like okay well dinner's on the line so he lost by 20. I was gonna say did you get the dinner? (laughs) Yeah his uh two no he had a 881 and I had a 901 that night. Oh wow. Yeah. (laughs) The competition
1: really like pushed you. Oh yeah
2: it really kicked (laughs) in. (laughs) That's awesome.
6: Maddie? Oh that's hard that's really hard. (laughs) <laughs> i like playing with everybody honestly like that
1: is such a madison answer
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i can't pick anybody Nope.
1: wow that's the safe way to play it
6: i'll remember that <laughs>
1: veronica uh,
5: if we're talking competitive bowling i do really enjoy being on a team with amy spence uh, she's on pin sanity too it's just like league bowling, we kind of just goof off and do our own thing. But competitive bowling, we feed off each other super well, like energy-wise. So I feel like I'd have to go with her.
1: Yeah. Mine would probably be Heidi Mapstone, just because she's been on like every single tournament team I've ever played on. And so she's kind of just that comfort there now too, the voice to hear behind me while we're playing. Uh, so speaking of tournaments, we might, we might get to another wheel question, but before that, is there any other tournaments you guys are thinking about playing this year? Any, like, Open, Masters, WCBT events? I know out east there's the Newfoundland Bowling Tour, the uh, Club Tour. Anything you guys are planning on attending this year?
2: Maddie? I signed up for Nash- uh, for Masters again. So okay. I thought. Didn't do the greatest last year, but it was my full first full season out. So after COVID, may as well get back in there again. Give Why it a shot. Give it a shot.
1: Yeah, amazing. Have you played any of the cash events?
2: Um, just locally, like Chase. Typically, I'd go down for I started going down for the uh, Betty Boop in Salmon Arm. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of cash tournaments. Nice, nice.
1: Yeah. Veronica.
5: Um. I'm sure I'll be trying out for our open. I usually do that. Um, yeah. We don't have like masters or many big tournaments out here. Um, sometimes we have a tournament within like the mayor times. We'll have it in like New Brunswick, Nova Scotia or here. So if we have that this year, I'll probably do that. But as yeah. far as WCBT or tour events, not really in my price range right now.
1: <laughs> Fair. It's pretty expensive yeah. to get into the mainland as well. So exactly. That is always a challenge. Maddie, what are you playing this year?
5: Um, I'm going to play the
1: Open and then a couple of WCET events. Yeah. Do you know which ones you're playing?
5: Um, for right now, just TPC. I don't know any other ones yet. Just with school yeah. and everything.
1: Fair. That makes sense.
5: Welcome back, Tracy. Thank
0: you. you Hello, ladies. Us? Sorry for that. Oh, there we go. <laughs>
1: there we go. <laughs> all right I think we have time for one more wheel and see what we get oh we got that one we'll try one more time here we're gonna eliminate that one (sighs) <sighs> that whole live podcasting what will go wrong will go wrong <laughs> yikes ah oh, there we go any embarrassing moments at a bowling tournament maddie do you have any
6: oh yeah um <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> My first youth Challenge Provincials, I ended up getting food poisoning and I had to run off the lane because I was going to puke on the lane. So then I started puking all the way down the bowling alley. Yep, that's probably the most embarrassing (laughs) one.
1: Yikes. I'm glad I wasn't on a team with you at that moment. (laughs) Love playing with you, but uh, not if you're puking. Sorry. (laughs) Lisa, do you have any?
2: Not that I can think of right now. Besides falling a few times and sticking on the lanes. That could be pretty yeah, embarrassing I've, too.
1: I've been there. It's been turned into
5: some TikToks. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Veronica? Um, at the last open I was at in Newfoundland, I was trying to get around somebody and it was just so crowded that I fell like over the seats, like the seats that are down in the pit. I was, like, trying to get by someone, like, bounced off of them pretty much and, like, flipped over the seats. So that would probably be most embarrassing.
1: <laughs> Just, like, full head over heels.
5: Yep. There was no stopping it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that happens. I get it. I get yeah. it. <laughs> so before we let you guys go, what are you looking forward to most about playing Pro League this year? Maddie, what are you looking forward to?
7: I'm um, Just getting to play with
5: everybody, because I don't get the opportunity to play with all of them, usually, so I'm excited.
1: Yeah, that'll be good. You have a good team that's, like, been fairly consistent in Edmonton for a long time, so I'm sure that'll be fun. Lisa, what are you looking forward to?
2: Um, Actually, the group that I'm with right now, I actually enjoy bowling with all of them. Even one of them is my ex-husband, so <laughs> <laughs> why not, eh? Well, we bowl well yeah. together, so yeah. Looking
1: forward to the uh, the challenge. Yeah, that'll be good. And Veronica?
5: Um, I would say just the opportunity for us in general to compete, like, with you guys. Because it's the same group of people for us that compete against each other all the time. Like, we bowl in, like, our, well, we have our own, like, pro league kind of thing on Friday nights. So we bowl against each other all the time and with each other. So it'll just be super great for us to be bowling against other people of, like, higher calibers to get that push, I would say. Just the competition in general, we're excited for.
1: Yeah, that'll be so good. I guess we sometimes take it for granted being out West where there's like so many teams so close together that it's like PEI obviously doesn't have that luxury of just having that many people. I mean, PEI is so small, so it'll be nice Mm -hmm. to have that ability to play across Canada as well. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, good luck to all of you in the season coming up. Uh, are any of you playing this week or like the first week? I am. Amazing. Well, good luck in your first matches. It's definitely a different vibe getting on the lane when there's like no other teams playing around you and you're just your lane. But uh, it's a cool experience and it's a like different kind of vibe, which is always fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right well thank you guys so much for joining us we will talk to you soon
2: thank you thanks for
5: having me yeah (laughs)
1: it's great good luck guys thank you all right group one we got more there's still more
0: thank you for helping me out there
1: no worries we got it covered got it covered all about the live podcast anything can happen (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's
1: very true. All right. And we, when we look at our next group of ladies here, these ones are coming. Um, we have Christine who's joining the Toppler Roses this year. She has been uh 2017 Open Nationals mixed silver, where she got to play on a team with her dad, Harvey which I know for a lot of people when they have a family member and they get to play on a national team with them, that's the highlight of everything. That's all they kind of are wanting to do. Um, She's just loving all the friendships made in bowling, big sports gal. We also have Isabel from Quebec. She's been bowling since, bowling the Open since 2008. She was the Canadian singles champion in 2017, which uh, both the Quebec singles actually won that year. And she's been bowling a bunch of cash tournaments, the Quebec Classic, club tour events, um, Timmins, all of those. And Dakota Heth from BC, senior girls, single, national champ in 2018, 2022 bronze medalist for tournament masters, ladies, single, career high average at 265. Uh, an amazing group of women. It's hard to believe that some of these ladies weren't already in the league. Like they're such high talent in yeah. both of these groups that it's like, How are they not already playing? But, all right, we are gonna bring them in here. There we go, got them in. Hey ladies, how's it going? Hello, Uh,
7: Hello. thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, of course. How are you guys feeling about the upcoming season?
8: Uh, Pretty good, I feel pretty good about it for sure.
7: Yeah. Same. Not, don't really know what to expect, um, but I'm anticipating it to be a lot of, a lot of fun. So it should be good.
6: Um, yeah. I'm as well. I, I followed the, the league in the, the Quebec Lumberjack last year, so I'm excited to be part of it this year. So. We'll
1: Fair. See. So, like Isabel said, you guys, she's followed the league last year. Dakota, Christine, did you guys kind of follow the league the last couple of years? Did you have a team that you were routing, like, rooting for?
8: Uh, for me, I was. I was a little bit. Um, the first season I watched lots because um, the Okanagan had their team in. So I was I was cheering for them. Uh, last year, probably uh, Next Gen, was I was a big fan for sure.
1: Yeah.
7: I followed a little bit as well. Um, I, you know, Carnage and uh, Roses, both Calgary teams. So I was rooting for them. And it was pretty cool to see. Uh, the roses go pretty deep last year. So I started following it um, closer to the end, but yeah, really exciting to to see some Calgary teams do well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I don't know where it went. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's been a day. It's been a day. Um, so what are you guys kind of, like, most nervous about or most looking forward to about joining the league? On my it's...
6: end, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. On my, on my end, it's just, like, I want to be, I want to perform and be, like, a good part of the team and help the team. So it's kind of, like, just the pressure that I'm putting on my shoulders and just to be sure that they're not going to be disappointed by picking me and <laughs> accepting me in the team this Same.
1: Year. <laughs> I'm My team knows all about that.
0: <laughs> that's why there's extra ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be
7: Christine? kind of I think it'll be kind of interesting. I think you mentioned it earlier on where, you know, you're playing against essentially no one on the other I like, beside you on the other side of lanes, you're playing some against people like virtually. Um, and kind of just shifting, you know, shift in mindset I think and just adjusting is gonna be um, challenging. Um, but yeah i'm excited to see what that looks like yeah yeah
8: same definitely what you said about the just not bowling with anybody else right you're by yourself Mm -hmm. so it's basically just being able to dial yourself into all right i don't actually have competition beside me it's it's just me right like you don't Mm -hmm. have anybody else you and your team so no that's the same and just bowling with the the groups that i've got this year is i'm i'm super stoked for that so that's awesome
0: it's definitely a quieter like quieter environment and even last year, Christine, like Carnage and Toppler played at the same time, and you mm-hmm. would think that would have bothered us, but we actually chose to play side by side, and in fact, I think that helped both teams oh, in I the bet. moment because they're so close together. It's definitely harder when it's just one team in there at you know nine o'clock in the morning. Nothing, nothing's going yeah, on. Yeah, they're waiting. No waiting open play. Nothing started. happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's different. I mean, it's a different format than any other tournament we have out there, right? Like every other tournament, you're in the same center as the people you're playing against. So it's kind of an interesting an interesting vibe there. But all right, we're going to bring in a wheel to have you guys answer some questions here.
0: I love the music that goes with that, Katie.
1: Yeah, this one's got like little...
0: The sound effects
7: are so good.
1: <laughs> I found a new website for our wheel this time and like I'm kind of enjoying it. <laughs> Traditional bowling shoes or custom kicks? What do you have in your bowling bag? What do you like to wear?
8: I've got I've got some custom ones. I just made them, I think. Last season was my first year wearing them. Uh, They're just some Nike, some plain white Nike shoes. And honestly, they're the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. I actually have a pair that I wear every day. So I wear them to the bowling alley, change out of my shoes, put my bowling shoes on, right? So, yeah.
1: Amazing. Isabel, what do you have?
6: Traditional shoes that I can just change my sole and my heel, and that's it. I I would like to get, like, custom shoes and just some... I would have to adapt, like having like the interchangeable like sole, just depending on the slide and where I'm Mm -hmm. going. For sure. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Christine.
7: Um, I have traditional shoes currently that are so chewed up. Um, I got some uh, custom ones made last year, but I just like they're in my bag. I just cannot make the transition. They're there just in case. Um, but yeah, it's it's so hard. Um. I need to practice in them a little bit more, but I both
1: (laughs) (laughs) when I bought my custom shoes to make, I like had, I just bought a pair of like, I don't even Pumas or something. And they sat in my garage for like nine months because every week at bowling, I would ask Dexter and Carrie about whether or not I should put something on the right shoe to make them equal. And they were like conflicted on that. And so I just panicked and never made them. And then when I did make them, I just glued the slider and heel right on and didn't make them interchangeable. And they were like, well, what if you go to another center that, like, you can't slide? I'm like, well, slide right through it. We're just going (laughs) to make it happen. Make it work.
7: That's (laughs) the problem I have right now, too. Like, one of them is, like, significantly higher than the other. And I need to adjust that. But, like, my
0: hip's just going to, like, pop out (laughs) or something. I don't know.
1: (laughs) 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 Tracy, do you have traditional shoes still?
0: I had traditional, then I went to custom, and I did custom for yeah. a few years, and then um, two years ago I went back to traditional. And I like the stability. oh, did you? Yeah, I like the stability a lot better. I like that you can control potentially, like your slider, your heel. Um, yeah, more stability. I think for me, personally, fair.
1: Mm -hmm. when I had my traditional shoes before my custom, I had one from when I was like 16 and then one from when I got new shoes when I was like 23. So I didn't even have the same shoes and like they were different size. It was a mess. So there was no stability there. There There's no (laughs) consistency, (laughs) no stability, just helter skelter. All right. Most memorable tournaments. Something that you love to play, Dakota? Uh,
8: probably Masters is is my favorite. Um, I a year that I as most memorable probably is bowling against Tracy uh, for 2022. Um, just the whole experience for me bowling my first year uh, as a single was 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 probably the best. Um, I mean the competition is coming from a youth bowler and then moving up to adults is like a big jump. Right. I was never expecting the competition to be so, so high. And then, you know, bowling against Tracy, it was just like, this is, I love this. This is fantastic. I want to bowl. I got to keep doing this. You know,
1: it's like that thing that just keeps pulling you back in.
0: Yeah. First year of singles as well, Dakota. So yes, (laughs) it only took me 35 years to get there, but yeah,
1: exactly.
7: (laughs) That was fun. Christine, yeah, I would probably piggyback on that. Um, Masters, like Dakota said, it's the best of the best, and I got the chance to to play singles as well. Um, and playing with Bradley Titgat, um, you know, we were both rookies that year as singles, and we both, you know, came second, and it was really, really cool to kind of experience that uh, together. Um, so that's probably the most memorable uh, for me,
1: for sure. Isabel,
6: um, personally, I really like the format of the Open Nationals, so I have a preference for that. Um, and the most memorable one is like the in twenty seventeen when I I was single and I I won and I I know I like I was bowling against Jen Baker, so like it's pretty pretty solid competition. So yeah, it was really really nice feeling and stressful <laughs> as a first experience. <person laughs> <who cares. laughs> <laughs> as a single
1: yeah for sure
6: but i really like like the the cash tournaments and all the competition that we're there's more i feel like lately and it, it it allows me like to bring my game up and keep my like keep the motivation to be bowling at the at that level instead of just like bowling like practicing and just league format so it's real nice
1: yeah, it just it's elevates it. everything.
6: Exactly. Instead of like having only one or two national in a year, like we're able to like have it like year long. So it's really nice.
1: For sure. Tracy was yours masters? I mean,
0: that one was pretty nice. Hometown, first singles. Took me a long time to get there. Surrounded <laughs> my friends and family. It's pretty. Cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not a moment goes by in the year where, like, you don't have a bowling event of some kind, right? Like, we almost every weekend now. Potentially, there's something, something going on for people. But hey, anytime you win, it's probably pretty fabulous.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. All right. Let's do one more here. I'm learning, I'm eliminating them as we go now. <laughs> what kinds of things do you do outside of bowling? Any sports or activities that you do in your free time?
8: Me, not much. Uh, usually I just go uh, watch my boyfriend play hockey, but I don't, I used to play softball. I played softball for 17 years um, and that's kind of why bowling just came so naturally to me because I was a pitcher. Um, Don't play anymore. Um, There's not too many teams out where I am that are, that I, that I'd want to play with. Lots of the girls that I played softball with have kind of just dispersed. Right. But other than that, I don't do too much besides bowling.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Christine.
7: Um, Yeah. I grew up playing quite a few sports, um, volleyball being Um, One that I've kept um, kind of participating in Um, right now. Well, now as I get older, I feel like beach is more my jam. Um, So (laughs) I've been doing quite of that, quite a bit of that. And then also um, I've been coaching um, teenage girls, essentially, (laughs) um, in volleyball, which is uh, quite the journey Um, every year. So, um, yeah. And then I love to watch the I love to watch sports as well, like hockey, Big Flames fan, Jays fan. Um. Yeah,
6: so a lot of sports.
1: <laughs> yeah. Isabel?
6: Uh, in the last couple of years, I didn't have t- much time to do other sports. So I like, I was coaching YBC for so long. So I I stopped recently. But yeah, it, I like biking around, play with the, our dog, and to spend time uh, doing renovation <laughs> around the house. That's pretty much my sports right now, <laughs> my hobbies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's fair. As we get older, it's like, yeah. there's the free time to do anything. <laughs> well,
0: you're involved in softball too, right, Katie? Like you do a lot of- I
1: was, yeah. So like I grew up playing fastball like you, Dakota, and I was a pitcher. So it was always like the pitching and the bowling and not messing them both up at the same time. But um, now I just play like our beer league slow pitch team with all of our bowling people in Edmonton. So we have bowling in the winter and then slow pitch in the summer we're like a terrible team it's we don't i think we finished like 11th out of 12 this season but we should have finished a lot higher um but yeah we just kind of go more for the social hangout and it's really all i have time for with like all of the other bowling things that come with bowling outside of just playing leagues and stuff but tracy are you doing anything still
0: no i just i work sleep
1: yeah Work and sleep. Work some more.
0: Work and sleep. Yeah,
1: trying to join my family when I can, yeah. Yeah. All right, we can do one more here. And last one, favorite player to be on a team with. Anybody that you've, like, loved playing with or could be from your pro league team you have this season or a league that you play in? Isabel?
6: I would say it's my fiancé, Matt. Leonard. Yeah, Matt. Um, He's not giving me any chance. He's, like, we're going practice together, like, especially, like, in the last couple <laughs> weeks. So, like, we have to be ready because we're bowling this weekend. And, um, yeah, he's just billing his be- bowling his best uh, game, best bowling, and I have to beat him. So, like... I know I'm going to be able, like, to bring my game up and just having to figure it out to have a chance to be a competition for him. So, yeah, it's nice to – it's nice to I can, like, have a partner and share the same passion in the same sport, so.
1: Yeah. Do you guys ever, like, make side bets? (laughs) No. To see who – (laughs) no. I would always make side bets. I'm like – what are we betting this week?
6: <laughs> no, because I, know. Lately, he, he's been bowling pretty good, so like I would have lost a lot of games. You
1: just have to negotiate. Like I get so much of like a, a head start. That's all. <laughs> Dakota.
8: Um, probably Debbie and Chelsea Ely. Um, bowling with them is is honestly my favorite. I loved. I just I love the. I just love the enthusiasm. Right. So now that they're not close anymore, um, if I had to pick somebody now bowling would probably be uh, Jesse Bailey. Uh, she's, she's an awesome bowler. I love bowling with her. She's, she's just super competitive and she's always just, you know, making sure everybody's lifted up and, and they're bowling their best game too. But uh, yeah, if I had to choose anybody, it would probably be Chelsea because we just, we have so much fun. And it just makes bowling just that much better.
7: So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Such an amazing group out there in BC.
7: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Christine?
7: Mm, That's tough. Um, I would probably say Kelsey Wilton. Her fist pumps are insane (laughs) and she's terrifying and I love it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then also Pam Wilson. Um, I love playing with her. I played on a few open teams with her and she's, she's incredibly supportive. So um, probably those two
1: yeah tracy did you have someone that like you love playing with
0: i mean i have a lot of ladies that i love playing with but i probably have the longest history with jennifer um, so it just gets to a point where you know each other so well that you don't actually even have to say anything all you have to do is you see it in the eyes kind of thing so i would just say probably Jen just because we we just know each other like inside and out right bowling wise and, yeah and uh, friendship wise so have to say Jen. yeah
1: that makes sense <clears throat> yeah for sure well ladies who's playing this weekend in the first week Isabel good yeah. luck Thank you. <laughs> enjoy it it's a lot of fun and hopefully your seasons all go extremely well um it's a fun tournament and it's nice that it's like all year all season long which
2: kind
7: uh-huh. of spreads out. Yeah, totally. Well, thanks Katie, well, thanks Tracy.
1: Yeah. So Thank
0: Good luck for you. We appreciate
1: season. Yeah, we appreciate you guys joining us tonight. And we'll talk to you soon.
6: Perfect. All right. Bye everybody. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye,
1: ladies. Bye. All right.
0: gearing up for the season sorry about that
1: that's okay tech things happen
0: yeah
1: it happens uh before we wrap up i know there's a few things like coming up in the next few weeks autumn open their 50th anniversary is happening in calgary uh thanksgiving weekend so i know people are starting to get their travel plans all made up for that and getting ready to go um, while we are getting to that point, WCBT has been releasing all of the tour finals videos that will be going right up until autumn open, I believe. So if you haven't been checking out those matches, there's some, some incredible matches that have come down to the 10th frame. And, uh, I think they've just started the semi-final round, I believe, but be checking those out on Facebook. Um, there's lots of great bowling going on that you can watch and See what's going on.
0: Sounds fun, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, our next podcast. ladies podcast, October 18th. Our anniversary spectacular. <laughs> We're hyping it up, but we don't have a plan yet. So we, <laughs> hopefully. We get
0: there. We'll get there.
1: We will have a plan. We will have a plan. But uh make sure you check us out October 18th, and uh the boys will be back next week.
0: Amazing. <laughs>
1: Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us on a Wednesday night, and we will see you all next month.
0: Good night, everyone.